Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you will dial 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion today. Again, 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800 366 8883. Again, the toll-free number to join in on our discussion. If you have a praise report, a prayer request, comment, we'd love to hear from you outside the Las Vegas area. Please dial 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Pastor, would you like to wave to them? Hello and God bless. That was Pastor Terry and myself waving to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Loss at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelosslv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, especially Pastor Terry's uh, broadcast last week where he talked about the denominational issue, which was February the 26th, we'd love for you to visit our website, select the date that you'd like to listen. The gospel is always free on our watch. Again, our web address for Save the Lost at All Costs is www.savethelostlv.org. We are also being archived with iTunes. So if you have an Apple product, you're able to listen to us with no charge as well. Again, the gospel is still free on our watch. On the AM dial, you can catch us on 1060 AM. So I would like to introduce my pastor and mentor and just a wonderful friend in Christ, Pastor Joseph Terry. Now, some people say Pastor T, some say Pastor Joe. He's always Pastor Terry to me. Good afternoon, and how are you, man of God? Good afternoon, uh, Minister Nina, and just want to say that I'm really excited and blessed to be here in the studio with you, and I know we have uh, Minister Susan um, That's right. waiting in the wings. We need to bring Amen. Minister Susan on. That's Amen. Minister Susan M. Parham from Baltimore County, Maryland, and how are you, woman of God? Okay, so uh, I know that she'll call back and join us, so... Uh, 
we're going to keep going, and uh, we uh, thank God for the opportunity to do the Lord's work. Now, Pastor, last week you were talking about the denominational issue. Would denomination that be issue. The denomination issue. Right. Would that be correct? Right, right. So uh, for those who are just joining us who haven't had an opportunity to listen to you minister on that, could you just give us a few minutes, a synopsis of what you discussed last week, because I'm sure with the topic that you will soon announce this week, it will all tie in together. Absolutely. Last week, dealing with the denomination issue, the one thing that I really wanted to address was this whole conflict with what denominations focus on. And when you talk about denominations, really it's more about tradition than it is about scripture. Amen. And as a result of that, the word does not get the attention. People aren't as connected and they're not really being taught the word of God the way it should be done simply because there's too much attention on traditional issues. And I wanted to make a point last week. Somehow, regardless of what denomination a person might be a part of, we have to get an emphasis across to those who come to Christ that the Word of God supersedes, excels, and exceeds anything Amen. that we might uh, entertain as a part of worship or praise or fellowship or otherwise, the word of God has to take supremacy over tradition. Amen. And that was what I really was trying to get across to the listening audience on last Sunday. Okay. I think we have uh, uh, minister Susan. Are you there? I'm here. Amen. Again, <laughs> Amen. Uh, we appreciate you calling back. You are listening to Minister Susan M. Parham from Baltimore County, Maryland. And thank you for joining in on our discussion today. And uh, thank you for that uh, fervent prayer this morning, uh, Minister Susan. <laughs> oh, no problem. And I'd like to say hello to Deacon Samuel as well. Hello, Deacon. Hello, Deacon Samuel. Hello, <laughs> I, I heard him. Praise oh. God. So, Pastor, our topic today is you're asking a question, correct? Absolutely. And the question would be, is discipleship relevant? Right. So that is the question for our listening audience. Is discipleship relevant? Well, I think we're going to have to give a definition for discipleship. But you said something uh, earlier about traditions. And the Lord Jesus Christ talks about man's traditions. And that should not at all be the number one focus. Amen. He, he cautions against that. Absolutely. Even the teaching that uh, the apostles was given authority to do is not of the same level of authority that Jesus taught with. That's why when Jesus taught, it was the kerygma. And when the disciples taught, it was the didache. Because the Authority that they had was granted. Jesus is the authority. And notice, listeners, I didn't say was. I said he is the authority because guess what? He's not dead. Amen. Right. And, and we really have to 
get our screws tightened or, you know, you know, pull our strings in the right direction. We've got to straighten this issue out because when we get people more wrapped up into programs and auxiliaries, you know, and different uh, types of tradition related to a certain denomination, we can really get off the path, the beaten path. And the beaten path, when we talk about discipleship, a lot of folks uh, define discipleship as being a follower. They think it's fellowship. Well, that and, no, that that's not, and that's not what discipleship is. Exactly, but they think it's fellowship. They think it's showing up, and it's that's not what it is. But I believe that when we go to the Word of God, because that again takes supremacy over everything else, it gives us a clear definition as to what discipleship is about and while there's a relationship involved in uh, discipleship uh, it's not necessarily uh, related to fellowship fellowship can exist but that is not what defines discipleship so let's go to uh, the gospel according to St. John chapter 8 and we're going to read verses 31 and 32 Uh, Minister Susan, did you hear that? We're going to the Gospel of John. We're looking at chapter 8, and we need verses 31 and 32 read. And what version would you be reading out of, Minister Susan? The New King James Version. Would you read that for us, please? Okay, John chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. Be 31 and 32, woman of God, please. 31 and 32, okay. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. All right, now there's three things that I want to point out in the couple of verses that Minister Susan read. First, Jesus said to those Jews who believed Now, when we look at this word believed, you know, um, there's more to what this word represents than me just believing what you're saying. Because the word here uh, in the original language is the word pistuo, and it's really talking about trust. And I often give this example. You go to the doctor because you have an issue medically and you go to the doctor because you believe the doctor can help you so the doctor prescribes a certain medication and he gives instructions to take the medication until it's all gone but you take the medication until you feel better and then you stop taking it and I've been guilty of that before but this helps me to understand that when the doctor gave the prescription, I believed he was able to help me. But if I trusted him, I would do what he told me to do. And so that's the first thing that I want to point out. That the second thing that I want to point out here is that discipleship is already defined in verse 31 because Jesus is saying that if you continue in his word, or abide in his word, or just 
clearly follow his teachings then you are his disciples and we would say show enough amen but pastor uh, i would like to be able to say to you and any of the listeners who are reading the word of god this that jesus is saying has five parts to it because i'm looking at the grammar sir because you taught me to be very uh observant here so if we look at verse 31 we see there's a comma at the first statement that is made because he's addressing a particular audience and he is telling them if they believe. So it is a requirement for them to do something and not just believe on anything, but on him. So it's very specific. Then it says that they have to continue in his word. There's another comma, then they are his disciples indeed. So number one, they have to believe, they have to continue, and I would assume without cease, and they are going to be his disciples because there is a manifestation because they are doing something. But then when we go to verse 32, he makes a promise to them. He says that then they will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free but what truth is he talking about he's the truth amen so it says then see there's no equivocating here it is very specific it is very direct and i'm looking at punctuation so there are five things in order for something to completely happen and they have to do it in a certain sequence and it has to be specific to him well you know what when he tell them that they have to continue in his word. And really it's talking about following his teaching. And then he says, now that's what will really make you a disciple. A lot of people, and we hear this all the time about the truth setting you free. But here it says, and you shall know the truth. It's about knowing the truth. It's knowing the truth that sets you free, not just the truth. Because the truth uh, goes forth on a daily basis and people don't really believe it but i you know be- i believe he's interchangeable with the truth well well you because have, he is the truth well you have you, you 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 have the he being our lord and savior jesus christ amen you have the the spoken word or logos and then you have the living word or logos and so the third thing that i wanted to point out to the people was this knowledge of the truth being what actually set someone free. But that does not come apart from this whole process of discipleship. And what the disciple does is the disciple follows the teacher's teaching. But only through discipleship will you know the truth. he's the teacher. Only through discipleship will you know the truth. Absolutely. So, uh, Minister Susan, are you still there? Yes, I would like to add something. In my research, uh, by definition, a disciple is a follower, one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. Now, as a Christian disciple, we are supposed to be people who accept and assist in the spreading of the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, And that good news is that Jesus came that we may be brought back into fellowship with God Almighty. 
And as Christians, discipleships, um, I've learned that it's a process by which, as we are disciples, we grow in the Lord and we are equipped by the Holy Spirit who resides in our hearts. And that in order for us to overcome the pressures and trials of this world, uh, we read the Word, we believe the Word, and we become more Christ-like. And through this process of reading and studying the Word, we become believers that God can use to go forth to minister to those that are in this world to help them to become disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. So there, the point that you just made is... And it's is, a continuation, correct? Right, right. It's continuous. Absolutely, absolutely. And we recreate, you know, ourselves, and that happens in others, and they do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing also that you just stated without saying it, is that there is an aspect of mentoring that discipleship produces because if we go to Matthew 28 19 and 20 mm-hmm. we we can see that right there so that's the great if, commission correct right right um if we can read that Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20 okay the new king james version Matthew chapter 28 Verse 19, go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, now we know in in Matthew twenty eight nineteen, you're reading from the revised uh, version, the New King James. But in the King James version, it says, "Go and teach all nations." Well, mm-hmm. in, in in any case, the word is methetus. It's talking about making a literal learner or a pupil out of someone. Now that person does not. I mean, we we're all students at all times. But that person does not just remain a student. At some point, that student will also become a teacher, which was what actually happened in the relationship that I had with Minister Nina, is that she was a student of mine. I was a student of someone else's, but there was a mentoring that went forth. And that's what I believe is missing today in the denominations in these various different denominations you know then the question that i had minister nina to the listening audience is is discipleship relevant in your denomination because it definitely is scriptural and that's what we're missing when we go to verse uh 20 the word Teaching is not the same as the word teach in verse 19 if you're looking at the King James Version. Because the word teaching there is, is the word daskalos or didaskalos is where we get the word didactic. Mm-hmm. Talking about an instructional thing. But it says teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. So the, the, the emphasis is, is that I can't really teach something to someone else that I have not received and 
and honored as the Lord's commandment or the teacher, the great teacher. Amen. The greatest teacher. He's telling me to model what he's told me to do so that I can pass that on to someone else. And I believe that that is where the strengthening of the mentoring come in right there. Right. I, I like to take us back to uh, John to chapter one. I'm in the King James version. And this is a couple of verses I'd like to read. And, and I want to show uh, the listener something. So I'm in chapter one of the, the gospel of John. I'm in the King James version. Verse one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God Two, the same was in the beginning with God three all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made Four, in him was life and the life was the light of men five and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not six there was a man sent from God whose name was John seven the same came from a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Eight, he was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. Amen. That's the thing, Pastor. There are a lot of denominations who have pastors or people in leadership to usurp God's authority and to take his glory. Uh And that people want to make personalities idols and they don't just they don't just want to they do it so why do you need a savior why do you need a lord when you got this good man of god or you got this woman of god and you hanging on to everything that they say it says right here sent but not the light there to bear witness amen Amen. So, so we got a problem here in some denomination sir you know what i wanted i wanted to address something uh Minister Susan was saying earlier that uh, the definition of disciple is someone who follows someone and their uh, doctrine, you know, and and of course that you could be a disciple of anyone's, but we're talking about being a disciple of Christ. And here's the thing. When we look at the word of God, Jesus never told anybody to be a Christian. He only talks about discipleship. Now, everybody who pray and receive Jesus, we would recognize them as a Christian. Amen. Amen. But we know everybody is not a disciple. Yes. Because you're not a disciple unless you are following his teachings. And I want to refer. But you you continue in them. Absolutely. It's it's a continuous thing. Absolutely. it's, It's perpetual. It never ends, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. May I speak? Of course. Um, excuse me. In, in in respect to whether or not if the churches, the different denominational churches, are teaching discipleship, in, in the book of Revelations, chapter three, Jesus talks about how that there are synagogues of Satan. So, all the churches, some of the churches may not be. Jesus may not be his headship. Satan may be his headship. Uh, as individual people, 
I've learned that there are only two families in this world, and the families are the families of light who are obedient and the families of darkness who are disobedient. Amen. And in the discipleship of Jesus Christ, there are certain characteristics that we are uh, portray, um, as well as uh, the darkness. They, too, have certain characteristics. That's why the Scripture says in Galatians chapter 5 that you would know them by their fruit. Amen. So I personally, what I've done is I've said, okay, God, I'm I'm not going to point my finger at this, that, or the other. I'm going to judge it by the fruit. At the same time, I need to obey the Holy Spirit, and I need to get in my word, and I need to study, and I need to learn, and I need to uh, allow you to come inside my heart and to disciple me that I may be a disciple to somebody else. Amen. Well, let's let's look at the reality of this. Those den- various denominations that we're talking about, and even the example you gave us about uh, those who are of the light and those who are uh, uh, of darkness. darkness, there are groups out here every day recruiting, and they are misleading and misguiding people who don't really know any better. Now, some of them may not have been exposed to the truth, but there are those who have been exposed to the truth, and even some of them are being led astray by individuals who's teaching strange doctrine. We know what Paul had to say about that in Galatians chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the thing that I wanted to put emphasis on is if you caught up in a denomination and it's just because, well, that's where my parents worshipped or that was who approached me and who led me to Christ, if if they're not teaching the word of God and if they're operating off a tradition, then what I'd say to anybody is you need to find a church where the word of God is being taught and being spoken. And we, we can't operate and be effective in helping people to grow in Christ if we are operating by tradition versus scripture. And and that's what this whole issue is about. Discipleship is more than, like you said, coming together. Okay, discipleship is about following the teachings, and then we need to make sure that what we're following is the teachings of Christ, and not because, you know, we've got these different, uh, like I say, you could call them denominations and some of them cults, that have their own propaganda, their own literature, and they're trying to feed people that. Okay, and I could mention the, just like the Book of Mormon or the, the New World Translation, which really uh, dummies down, uh, amen, uh, what I would call uh, God's sovereign will. Because when, when he produced scripture, I think it... Through the, through, the, through the prophets and the apostles, it's inspired. Okay, we're not using historical information that could uh, have errors. We're using inspired, uh, God-breathed, theonoustos, God-breathed material. And, and 
for that reason, the, the canon, the canonical books that make up the 66 books that we call the Bible, I believe is giving it to us the way the Father intended us to get it. But somebody has to be teaching it. And there's not really a lot of teaching going on in the circles I've been in, especially here in Las Vegas. Well, there's a profitable to men to have the sheep weak because they're able to take advantage of them. And it's prophesied in the Bible that they will be false teachers. Sheep will be led astray. So we shouldn't view this as not happening. It is. Oh, absolutely. So I know you were going to take us to Luke chapter 9, Pastor. Right, right. Uh, Minister Susan, we're now going to go to Luke chapter 9. And we're going to look at verses 23, 24, 25, and 26. And if you're just joining us on the broadcast today, our topic today is discipleship relevant. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 9, and we're looking at verses 23 through 26. Uh, Minister, when you're ready, please. Okay, since you all are reading out the King James Version, then I, I I got over here on the King James Version. Well, Pastor Terry has the new King James Version. I, I have the King James Version. So whatever you want to read, new King James or King James, we're ready, sis. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing great. Uh, we okay. appreciate you. Thank you, woman of God. Okay, King James. Luke chapter 9, verses 23, 24, 25, 26. Right? Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? Verse 26. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be established when he shall come in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Now, there's two things that I really wanted to focus on here. When he In verse 23, when he says, if anyone desires to come after me. Now, there's a followership. Mm-hmm. But then, when you get down to verse 26, he says, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words. Mm-hmm. So now we're dealing with scripture. Right. We're dealing with the logos, the spoken word. Yes. And so... We see both of those elements there. We see the followership, but we also see, and and the way I would define it, this is genuine, genuine worship. When you know, because we can have, uh, you know, praise and the songs that the choir is singing, you know, and uh, we can have these tremendous soloists and everything else. But special revelation is only going to come by the word of God and a special revelation by which we obtain salvation. So he's already talked about the two most important elements, and that's following him and his teaching again. But but there's a characteristic to this. Amen. You can't worship the Lord Jesus Christ any way that you want to. Absolutely. You can't follow him any way that you want him want to. You know, John 4:23 says we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. 
the divine truth, the truth as he establishes truth. And it says right here that if you come after him, you have to deny oh, yourself yeah. and you have to take up the cross daily. Amen. See, there's no quitting in this, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Every, every day. Amen. He's saying that. And he says that, you know, you're going to lose your life, the life that you once knew. Right. Well, you want to lose it. A, a, a lot amen. of folks want to hold on to it. But be, if be, you really committed to Christ, you want to lose because that Because there should be some evidence of the transformation that's in your life. Amen. It has to be the evidence of the Holy Spirit that's ruling and abiding over you. Because you can't live your life any kind of way and say that the Holy Spirit is residing in you. The Holy Spirit is not against Scripture, man of God. We got to call. Not not against him at all. Amen. 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 The the Holy Scripture, excuse me, Holy Spirit bears witness to what the word has already established. Absolutely. So we're going to take a caller at this time. Hello, you're on Save the Loss at All Costs, and thank you for waiting. Okay, I find all that stuff you're doing very interesting. If you could mix in with what you're doing, Second Timothy 2, 2, and then those last three words each other's also this king james version uh and then well why don't we uh, go we go to it do you have it there with you no i'm driving a okay. truck around uh all right <laughs> I'm, well, working. Then, well, then. I'm working i'm working second listening. timothy two and two right yeah the last three words teach others also and connect that in the context down with a good soldier of christ not entangling themselves because i don't think you can be a disciple if you're entangling yourself with the world. But kind of, you guys do that so well. See if you can mix that in and give me a little light on those to teach others also. Amen. Faithful Amen. Men. Okay. Well, we okay. appreciate you, and we appreciate you uh, having that godly mind and be safe in your driving. God bless you, brother. Yeah, okay. Now I'm going to turn my radio back on and listen to you on the radio. All right. All Thank right. you. God bless you, brother. Okay. Thank you, Nina. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, Pastor. So he said, Second Timothy, yeah. chapter two, verse two. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm in the King James version. Uh, Pastor, why don't you read it from the New King James version? You have it there. Sir? Amen. Second Timothy two and two. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Uh, again, this word here teach is the word uh, didasco or didaskalos and it's talking about giving instruction uh, actually uh, but, this... Tim, but Timmy, Timothy was being instructed by Paul correct Absolutely. and he was doing something special that's something that you do correct amen, amen. So, and what is it that you do mentor uh, disciple folks and mentor folks but it's important because this is a special divine Appointment, correct? Uh, Your your appointment is divine, sir. Absolutely. And you have to give an account for what you do. Yeah. And what type of daughter? He wasn't just, he wasn't just, uh, because, you know, you can be a shepherd, uh, under shepherd, and you can shepherd folks. But, you know, as you pointed out on various occasions, if folks can't get close to you, okay. You're unavailable? Is that what you mean, sir? uh, That and, you know, if they're your sheep. They can't come to your house. They can't ride in your car. You know, they're limited and they have to make an appointment if they want to see you. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't really think that you can call that mentoring. 
But this right here, what this is, this right here is another element right here that shows that the, what Paul was teaching Timothy mm-hmm. is that you have to have a mentoring mindset, and 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 that you're not going to everybody's not going to be that person. But the beautiful thing about uh, the Apostle Paul in this context, he knew Timothy's mother. He knew Timothy's grandmother, and he knew that they were workers in in, in the kingdom. Amen. And he told Timothy, I'm persuaded the same gift that exists in your mother and your grandmother exists in you. I I think the key word here is faithful. He says, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men. Who will be able to teach others also. And of course I would say men and women. So but we're talking that continuous walk. Amen. That continuous amen. follow. Amen. May, may I say something? Of course. Um, after listening to all of this. Um, in the book of Philippians chapter 1. Uh, verses 15, 16, and 17, it you, talks about... Are you going to share it with us, woman of God? Would you read okay, that for us, please? Okay, in the King James Version, it says, Philippians chapter 1, verses 15, Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, mm-hmm. and some also of goodwill. 17, 16. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, and 17. But the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. In, in these scriptures at this time, Paul was in jail, and the people were saying, you know, there are other people preaching about Jesus, but they're not sincere. And Paul said, well, we're going to have that. We're going to have people who are preaching about Jesus, but their motives are going to be different from those that have the love of Christ, Say those that are sincere about soul winning. And, and then also um, I wanted to say that um, many people did follow Jesus, but on the journey, it became hard. And and so right there in Timothy chapter 2, the next verse, the 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardship of a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And for no man that wharf entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. So, you know... Some people will preach for envy and strife. Some people will preach from the love of God. Some people will follow to a certain point, and some people will turn back, according to John six sixty six. But then there are others who have to be reminded, like me, look, Susan, look, come on, endure. Because the road is narrow. A disciple has to stay on that narrow road. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Not that spacious road. And so, yes, this is a die daily. And then not only that, when you enter into the throne of grace and mercy, as you read the scriptures and come in fellowship with the Holy Ghost, God is going to begin to 
dig down into your heart. And earlier today, Pastor, you talked about the traditions. Well, you know, my mother, they, they cooked a certain way. And, and I, my, my hips was way to the south and to the, to, to the uh, you know, northwest. It was just everywhere. And then God said, come on, Susan. Come on, put that down. No, you, that's not good for you. Put that down. And so as my journey has taken these many years to get to the place where God say get to with my eating habits. And last week you talked about how if we eat from this place, this place, that that's place, right. We become poor. That stuff is sick. going to be You eat off too many plates, you get sick. sick. And, and so, even on our journey, God will tell us to put down a certain food. Like I don't like oatmeal, but God has been telling me, Susan, come on, get that oatmeal <laughs> and eat it. Get that cream of wheat and eat it, and get that get that those grits and eat it. It's good for your body. Amen. And I'm saying, God, help me. I want to do it, but you got to help me. I want you to hold that thought, Minister. We got another call coming in, and Pastor, we cannot leave Second Timothy chapter two and. Till we look at verses 19 through 26. Amen. I tell you, this is a powerhouse. So hold on with us, minister. Thank you for waiting. Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs. Yes, um, I just have a question. When you're talking about discipleship, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the controversial sins and the presumptuous sins, and, you know, like abortion, same sex marriage. I don't hear people teaching against that. Amen. Well, you know, we have uh, several great motivational speakers that are on TV, and they have tens of thousands of people gathering together and falling each over each other to get into uh, their worship services and to get to their speaking engagements and everything. And you're right, you don't really hear people talking about those issues. They don't talk about judgment. They don't talk about hell. They don't talk about, uh, you know, having to stand uh, before Christ at, at the judgment seat for believers and, of course, the great white throne for the unbelievers. But, yeah, you're right. You don't hear that. It's not popular. It's not selling. You know, and, and, and what we were talking about, the people preaching, you know, there's a lot of preaching that go on because it's a hustle. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they don't want to say anything that's going to offend people, especially the ones that's dropping the money. So you're right. But if we you go, but if we go to I, chapter three, brother, you will see we're still in Second Timothy chapter two. If you go in chapter three, it talks about this. Know also that in the last day, perilous times shall come. Two, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. So we have to understand what season that we're living in. Well, this season's been a long time because I know that Charles Spurgeon wrote over 125 years ago that the churches was getting where we had uh, clowns entertaining goats, and that's where we're at today real bad. I mean, there's no sheep in the church. They're goats. They got clowns for pastors, and people will not stand up and talk about the sins of the day, the, the controversial ones. No one wants to say homosexuality is a sin. No one wants to say that abortion is a sin. And that's just wrong. Well, it's I mean, not it's, it's not that no one, there's somebody talking about it. There's somebody speaking them. against it. Well, the thing is, is that in our own homes, we have to be priests in our own homes. If it's not happening in the worship environment, we have to give an account. 
we have children, we have family, we have people that, you know, God has sent to us that we're supposed to take care of. And when you know the word of God, then you have to be bold. You have to be willing to lose your life for it. So the thing is, is that that is not the response that we can give to our Lord and Savior and say, well, they weren't doing this. The thing is that he's going to ask us, what were we doing? But I hear you, brother. I I agree with you. You get no argument here. But at the end of the day, we have to take care of one another. And the word of God truly tells us everybody is not going to make it. Well, let me ask you this. Don't you think pastors are responsible for their sheep? Absolutely. Does not the Bible say that they're held accountable? Absolutely. But we also know in the book of Galatians, it says, Who has bewitched you, you foolish Galatians? Some adhere to a different doctrine. At one time they followed, and then they fell away. That's a reprobated mind. There are people who are claiming to follow the scriptures, but the evidence is not there a bad fruit cannot produce i mean a good tree cannot produce bad fruit so that's why jesus tells us depart from me those who do lawlessness or work iniquity i never knew you we cannot assume because someone claims that they're operating in the word that they're truly operating there has to be evidence of that well let me ask you straightforward what is your stance on abortion and same-sex marriage well, I, I don't, I don't agree with same-sex marriage and abortion. Well, I just uh, last week, um, I was preaching, and it was the end of Black History Month, and I was talking about that uh, when I did a little research, and also I uh, received some information week before last that uh, more African uh, African Americans die by abortion than they do by anything else. So I'm, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely against it. Now, I think that there are times when uh, certain circumstances warrant abortion, but that's not really what it's been. It's been that people uh, are killing unborn children just uh, for any reason at all. And birth control, birth control. Yeah. Right. It's I, number one birth control now. It, yeah. it, it messes with their lifestyle. I, I don't it? agree with it. No, I don't agree with it either. Okay. Well, I, I have something I to say okay. to the guy. Okay. Excuse me, yep. sir. In First Timothy chapter four, verses one and two, the Bible says that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, speaks expressly mm. that in the latter time mm-hmm. some shall depart from the faith, right. giving heed to seducing spirits mm-hmm. and doctrines of devils. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So this is to be expected. That's why the scripture also says, make your election sure that you are in the faith. Amen. And everybody doesn't know the word, and that's what's unfortunate. And that's, that's why we're about. that's why we're trying to, you know, take a stance and and give our listeners some encouragement as to knowing what to do and what to look for, because uh, you, you you're going to die out there. It certainly makes discipleship a necessity oh, and not sure. an option. For sure. That's why uh, I wanted us to go to Second Timothy chapter two. Uh, Minister Susan, will you read verses 19 through 26, please? 
Second Timothy chapter two, King James Version, verse nineteen. Nineteen to what? Twenty six, the end. Okay, nineteen. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord know them that are his. Could you stop right there and just read that mm-hmm. one more time, please? Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord know them that are his. With that being said, there are those who aren't his. Would we be in agreement? Amen. Yep. And, that's and, to praise the Lord, though, right there. Amen. And, right. Ne- and, ne- and they never were his. Amen. See, we have to understand, right. they, they never were his. And just because right. somebody show up to a worship service does not mean that they belong in the house. Right. Some are there that's to sit for, destruction, to for destruction and to sow discord. That's right. Okay, uh, Minister Susan, would you continue reading, please? Continue with 19. It says, and let everyone... That nameth the name of Christ, depart from iniquity. Say that again, please. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Verse 20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. 21. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. What, what kind of work? Every good work. Amen? Amen. Okay. Amen. 22. Flee also youthful lust. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And charity also means love, correct, Pastor? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Okay. 23. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. 24. And the servant of the Lord must. Not strive, but be gentle unto all men, act to teach patience, 25, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Oppose themselves. They don't even know it. They're confused. Oh, man, this is wonderful. Mm. If God pre-adventure will give them repentance, to the acknowledging of the truth. And verse 26. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Who are taken captive by him at his will. Now, Minister Nina, you just practiced what I taught over and over again about proper exegesis what comes before and what comes after. I think that right there, uh, case closed. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, I hope we blessed your soul tremendously with what we just uh, went over. I'm blessed anytime I talk about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Well, we appreciate your passion 
and and challenging us and wanted to know our stand. God bless you. I appreciate that. So thank you. This is what what it's about. We have to be able to be passionate. We have to be able to ask the hard questions. I can't imagine Jesus and his disciples not having this passion because people's souls are at stake. Amen. We're in the soul-saving business, not in the opinion business. We have to usurp tradition when tradition put a roadblock on the inspiration of Scripture when it comes to the authenticity, the authority, the infallibility, the inerrancy, and the inspiration of Scripture. We got to put a block on tradition. Jesus saves, not denominations. Amen. Mom and daddy don't save. Jesus saves. That's right. I'm calling on the name of Jesus. God bless that. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm calling on one, sir. One only. And I'm not trying to fix people. I'm not trying to tell people what they should do. I let the word minister to them and give them instruction. And whatever they choose to do, whether they want to be homosexual, whether they want to be in uh, same-sex marriages or whatever the case may be. Now, you know what? God bless you. I don't have to go along or condone what you choose to do. Or abort their seeds. Or or abort uh, unborn children. But once they know the truth, they cannot deny the truth. And they have heard the truth today. Amen. If the word doesn't convict them, nothing will. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for taking the stance, brother. And, hey. we, ho- and we hope to see you out there. And, and I know that you want to bring those to Christ. And thank you and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Have a good one. All right. So, Pastor, we're coming down to the last minute. Amen. We want to stay, uh, thank Minister Susan for Amen. being a blessing to Amen. us and that the Holy Spirit is reigning and ruling in your life. And, you know, we wish you great and greater transformation. We love you, sis. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you all. All right. Hang God on with you. us. Hang on with us now. Don't leave just yet. Okay, Pastor, you want to give us a prayer, sir? If you listen to this program and you have not received Jesus Christ, just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I don't want to be. I believe that you're Lord over all. You rose from the dead. Be my Lord, be my master, but most of all, be my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Discipleship is relevant today. Amen. Don't forget it. It is relevant. We love you. Save the loss at all costs, and God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about 
about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702 219 6882. Again, 702 219 6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in. And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.